And I pray, what I pray is that God blind the eyes of those guards so they can't see me. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now we're continuing our visit with Pastor Shamron Paul, who's been telling us his incredible story of life and survival through the killing fields of Cambodia during the mid-1970s. He's been sharing how life changed when the communist Kim Rouge soldiers marched into his village and how the Lord had already been preparing him for the torturous trials that lie ahead. Before this happened, so God prepared me five things. First, it started with the saints. My father is a saint. He's a servant of God. He instructs me. He teaches me. He gave me the Psalm 23rd Psalm. Every day saying, at home, we sing the Psalm every day. And so always instill in my heart and soul. And then God used the scriptures, Matthew 10, 28 forever changed my life. And then God used the statement, the statement from the Catholic nun. So one day, and my brother number five, and then other friend in the village, he had a, a wounded ankle. He couldn't walk. So I and my brother and a friend carried him to the Catholic nun, the medical doctor's nun. And we put him on the table, and the Catholic nun came out, and we told her that, uh, sister, he need to be cleaned up and, and wrap up his wound. And then she went inside and took all the things that need to be done. And the first thing the Catholic nun did, pour alcohol over the wounded. Oh. And my friend screamed so hard. Yes. He, he, he felt pain. So and painful. Then, and then the sister, non-sister put everything down and she backed off. And she looked straight to the eyes of my friends. And she spoke very gentle that I never heard anyone spoke before in my life. And she spoke, gave a statement, a powerful one. And she said that, a little wounded son, you scream. But Jesus suffered and died for you. He never screamed. I just cried my heart. Thank you, Jesus. That statement of whatever changed my life. The suffering that I go through the killing field compared to my dear Savior Jesus, incomparable. Yes. So God used that. So God used the song, God used the scriptures, God used the saints, God used the, the statement. And the last thing, God used the stained glass window of the church. Because I serve as an altar boy and my brother as well. Every Friday we call the station of the cross. So God used that picture in each window of the cathedral. And on my knees, I carry the bronze cross, and my two brothers will carry the candle. And we kind of contemplate, look at each window, and silently and contemplate and ponder, you know, what does it mean? I don't understand. So God used those pictures that painted in my heart, my soul, during the killing field. It forever changed my life. Now, how did uh, freedom finally come for you? First, the freedom in Christ Jesus is the gift from God. I lived as a young man for 17 years. Even though there's not communist regime yet, 
But I realized that it's not a true freedom. It doesn't mean that the people outside the prison, they are the free people because there was a lot of things bind them, especially with the sinful natures in people. They can't find peace. They can't live in peace. They can't find hope. They have no hope because they don't have the living hope of Jesus in them. I realized that. So when I have Jesus, I have peace. I have Jesus. I have freedom, true freedom in Christ because I'm liberated by my Jesus from sin from bondage or sin and Satan and power or sin. So I was able to say no to sin with his help. Able to live for my Jesus. That that of true freedom in Christ. Yes, Shamron had discovered real freedom as Jesus declared in John 8 verse 36. Therefore, If the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Yes, true freedom. And we'll continue our conversation with Pastor Shamran in just a moment, so stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. Now that's all one word, and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. Again, that's Connections with Rich and Bobby.com. You'll find all of our podcasts there, along with all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or listen to our program on Pandora. Now let's return to our visit with Pastor Shamron Paul as he continues sharing about his experiences enduring life as a prisoner in the killing fields of Cambodia. I've been tortured a few times in raw, like boxer. So one time I was working in the rice field, and while we, we have a break, and then there was um, 20 carts of oxen filled with corn from the deep forest. They transport back to the village to provide to the people there. So I know a leaders in the last cart, and I'm waiting for him. He comes so I can ask, beg for corn. And, and then other young men, they stole the corn from other cars, among the 19 cars. So, and then those adult people who carry the corn report to the Khmer leaders, communists. And then they began to call out all those who stole the corn. And I wait for the last one so that his name is Mr. Room. And he saw me, he threw me a lot of corn. So oh. I, I get corn, I ate some, I have some left. I was wrongfully accused that they say that I stole that corn too. So they tortured me like five of the Khmeru leaders during the heavy raining, mud, and lightning and thunder with 20 skinny young men. They just beat them like a boxer. And it took me for three to six months stay in hospital. Everything in my whole body, skin body, skinny body was broken. Since then, I couldn't sit straight. It was probably I, a miracle that you were yeah, alive. At I, I, that I couldn't breathe normal. I had to press each time when I cow. I had to press my lung. I couldn't walk normal. I had to feel stuff. I had to stop. At night, I couldn't sleep straight. I had to sleep like in a hammock, and then I couldn't eat normal. I couldn't sleep normal. It 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 made me horrible. My my body, but God did heal me. He did heal me. 
after six months or so? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. That is just amazing. You can't deny when all of those things happen to you to give you life and restore your body when yes. you weren't uh, given food or nourishment or anything. It's, it's truly a miracle. Yes, yes. A lot of miracles happened in those times. I want to escape from that place. Only one way to go, you can escape. The rest is water surrounded, and then one village in one way. And they were guarded by the communist soldiers. And I pray, what I pray is that God blind the eyes of those guards so they can't see me when I walk through that road. And God did. Oh. He did. He did. And so you were heading where? I tried to find my brother so we didn't tell him that he would not come, so otherwise we will be, uh, they would chop our heads they kill us. So I, I couldn't even find my brother in that time. But, you know, the moment I, I, I get out from that place and um, I just keep walking and walking and toward the west uh, to Thailand and on that road there. And you made it? And I made it and uh, I went to the village. There was an old woman in my old village before and she told me, oh, go to this particular village. You will find her son and live there. So, but on the way, I, I was facing the, the uh, death always. But the miracle happened is that I, I'm about to lay down because I was exhausted because of the tortures. And I heard the group of people traveling toward that, that village, that bridge. It took about two or three hour walk. And the Lord kind of prompted me, just go check and see what happened. And then I, was, I saw the crowd and I, I asked, can I join you? But nobody said anything. I joined the crowd with children, men and women, oxen, buffalo, and carts. And the moment I reached that same bridge, like three years before, the same bridge, I welcomed the Khmer Rouge. Wow. Three communist soldiers with three AKs-40 and three fl flashlights over me. Like this. And then the moment I... Look around, the whole crowd would disappear. And I realized that that's what Psalm 34 verse 7 say that the Lord sent his angel and, and camps around those who fear him to protect his people. So I don't have any fear of that crowd. I know that God's angel protect me because it's always dangerous to travel around. Oh, by the way, I, I let me rewind a little bit before I came to that place. After I torture, I have nothing to eat. I climb up the tamarind fruit. Tamarind fruit tastes like lemon. Huh. They all were rice field. And they have only a few pieces left. Jesus, the same one that saved me, that I cried out to him and told me, spare that few fruit. And I told the Lord, Lord, why should I spare that fruit? Because they all over rice field, the tamarind fruit. And he spoke two times, spare that fruit. Mm. And then the third time, I say nothing. No more argue, no more ask questions. Even though I don't understand, but just by faith and trust, I don't know what's going on. He knows the future. So when I arrive in that uh, breach, with guard by the three company soldiers with three guns, three flashlights, the moment I put that right part down quick, I jump up and I keep myself quiet. I pretend like I sleep, close eye. But I opened my heart to God and listening. And the three communist soldiers came to my rice pot. And then one of the communist soldiers, the moment they left me, 
the same Jesus who saved me always affirm me, encourage me, comfort me, say, my child, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. One of the soldiers opened the right part. What do you think they, they, they see inside? What do they see? They saw the tamarind fruit that Jesus told me to spare, yes. not to throw away. One, one the soldier on the soldier saw the tamarind fruit and he spoke louder. Oh, this young man just came from the rice field. That's why he had the tamarind fruit. He's not an escapee. I just thank you, Jesus, for saving me, Lord. What in the world, what the powerful one, the God of the future who knows my path, he prepared me ahead of time by using the fruit, a few pieces of fruit. Oh. So, and then the, the God left me alone. Otherwise, they would shoot me, die, kill right there. Amazing how the Lord works as he used just a few pieces of fruit to save Shamron's life as he obeyed his Lord and Savior. A tremendous testimony echoing the lyrics to the song, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Yes, please help us to do that, Lord. Trust and obey. And there's so much more to come. We'll be hearing again from Pastor Shamron Paul as he continues sharing his amazing story on our next program. So be sure to join us then. And if the Lord gives you the opportunity, invite others to listen in and be blessed as well. Also, if you'd like to read his story in detail, it's told in the book Escaping the Tiger's Claws by author Susan Bailey Burke, and it's available wherever books are sold. Again, that's the book Escaping the Tiger's Claws. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed one of our programs or would like to hear this one again or to invite others to listen in, just go to our website at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. And as we said, that's where you'll find all of our contact information as well. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.